You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, happy uh, Super Wildcard Weekend in the books. In the books, happy snow day in uh, the past, I guess. We got snow. You guys got snow. We all got snow. Yeah, a lot of snow, cold. Uh, definitely New England weather because it'll probably be like 60 next week because that's just how it goes. Is it going to snow for you on Friday? Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't think so. It's going to snow for us on Friday. Oh, damn. Yeah, I don't think so. But then again, who knows? Maybe that means it'll, it'll snow for me on like Sunday or Monday. So who knows? All right, Peter, super wild card weekend. Give me a grade. From a one through ten, ten being the best, one being the worst on the product. Product uh overall. Wait, ten the best? Ten the best. All right, so like three. What is uh so the Rams Lions, obviously that was a great game. And uh that's it. Well, yeah, I, yeah, that's it. I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna say three and a half. Uh that's what I was gonna say. We really got one close game. other than that, it was sort of a blowouts across the board. Um, so let's talk about it, Peter. Uh, for my six picks, I went four and two last week, so I was pretty pumped. Uh, first and foremost, my incorrect pick was the Houston Texans against the Cleveland Browns. I thought the Browns would win this game. I really did. I was starting to buy in on that defense and on Joe Flacco, but uh, the opposite occurred. The Texans blew out the Browns 45-14 to in Houston. C.J. Stroud was super efficient in this one, 16 of 21, 274 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Nico Collins, he had six catches, 96 yards and a touchdown. Other side of things with the Cleveland Browns, Joe Flacco's magical run comes to an end and potentially his NFL career. Flacco was 34-46 for 307 yards, one touchdown, two picks. He was sacked four times in the game. So the Texans advance to the divisional round of the playoffs and the Browns' season ends here. Uh, C.J. Stroud becomes the youngest quarterback to win a playoff game as the Texans ended up getting the W there. Uh, what was your takeaway here? Yeah, so... I uh, also got that wrong. Uh, I also had the Browns minus two and a half. But uh, Joe Flacco can get anything going. Their offensive line was in shambles. Kareem Hunt looked like uh, Kareem Hunt of old. I thought he was just going to carry him through that game. But obviously, CJ Stroud lit him up. Their cornerbacks uh, and their – oh, my God. Their whole defense was out of sync. CJ Stroud lit him up. Uh, the Texans defense obviously came into play. I know Joe Flacco had to come down to earth, but I thought it was going to be more closer than that. But hats off to Joe Flacco. Hats off to a good career. You can go back on your couch, respectively. And yeah, good on the Texans. I was really surprised this game went the way it did. I thought it was going to be a game in which we saw a lot of defense, little points, and I thought Flacco would do just enough, and this was the opposite. We, we're seeing C.J. Stroud develop into an NFL superstar. Um, and it, We've seen it for the last... I don't know, eight to 10 games. Uh, he is really, really, uh, he's a lock to win offensive rookie of the year. And he's just been awesome. He's been a dominant player. Just when he, just when a lot of people doubted him, me included, I thought Bryce Young would be better than him. Feels like I'm on the wrong side good, of history with call. that one. Good call. No? Good call. Yeah. It's been a rough, uh, it's been rough for quarterbacks with me. Um, it's, one, it's one year sample size though. You're, I'm not jumping off the Bryce Young wagon. I, I do think if they, if they bring in a guy like Ben Johnson to be his head coach, he could turn things around. But C.J. Stroud is absolutely legit. You know, the Texans, they went really from zero to hero in one offseason. They brought in 
Jamico Ryan's to be the head coach, and that looks like a, a slam dunk. CJ Stroud is a superstar. They have a lot of other young pieces that have developed. Nico Collins, uh, chief among them, especially at the receiver position. They brought in some key veterans this year, including Dalton Schultz. We've seen Devil, Devin Singletary run the ball pretty well. You know, this Texas team is just a good combination of vets and young guys. And that is why they are moving on to the divisional round of the playoffs. Yeah, good story on the Texans. Hopefully they go far. Obviously, they have to face the Ravens uh, this week. And that's not going to be a, uh easy task. But good on the Texans. Good on the Browns, too. Nobody thought they would be there after Deshaun Watson. And after this, like, you don't need, even need Deshaun Watson. You're paying him all that money. And... You just got to do what you got to do, but there you go. And nobody thought, like you just said, nobody thought the Browns would be here, and nobody thought the Texans would be here either, which uh, to start the season anyway. Okay, let's move on. I'm sure you're ready for this, Peter. Uh, the Saturday night game between the Kansas City Chiefs and oh, the Miami Dolphins. We're, we're, we're going to get to it quick. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Dolphins 26-7 to to advance to the divisional round of the playoffs. Pat Mahomes was 23-41 of for 262 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Rashid Rice, eight receptions, 130 yards, and one touchdown. He stepped up for the Chiefs receiving core. Tua, 20 of 39, 199 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And his leading receiver was Tyreek Hill, who had five receptions for 62 yards. So we've talked about the Dolphins collapse the last the collapse the last couple weeks, and their season ends at a frigid Arrowhead, uh, where the wind temperature, uh, the wind chill was like minus 30, uh, and it was just a very very cold game. And and I think the Dolphins play showed. Uh, so what was your takeaway on this game, Peter? I know you were high, very high on the Dolphins. Yeah, I thought uh, there was going to be snow in that game. Obviously, it was just for the temperature. So when the game started, I had no chance. Matt, now uh, the uh, total was up to $120. And it's uh, funny that you uh, sent me your bill whenever you went to Johnny Max. And you're like, can you pay this for me? And then I, I sent him a dislike message, and I needed to respond to me. But, uh, yeah, Tua didn't come out to play. Their whole offense, other than Tyreek Hill, didn't come out to play. Tyreek Hill got that uh, touchdown in the first quarter, I think. Uh, spun around a defender. Uh, that was good to see. I mean, he technically got revenge, even though he didn't win. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Tua didn't come out to play. Alabama's quarterbacks, uh, sorry, Nick Saban, was getting uh, real exposed. Mac Jones uh, absolutely sucks. Tua has no fight. Yeah, I think he quit in the third quarter. Uh, their defense is absolutely terrible. Uh, the Chiefs didn't even – the Chiefs weren't even that good. I mean, Rashid Rice was uh, tearing up the Dolphins' defense, and then that was it. Travis Kelsey had a lot of drops. Maybe that was Taylor Swift. Maybe that wasn't. But uh, good on the Chiefs. Their, their defense is as best as probably in their whole, quote-unquote, dynasty. But uh, good on the Chiefs. Screw you, Tua. Matt, you owe me now $120 instead of your 100 Tough, tough one for Matt. Uh, I expected the game to be pretty similar to this. I had the Chiefs winning 24-13. Uh, I just thought, it, look, to, to win and to play and win an Arrowhead is, especially in the playoffs, is very difficult, not to mention the temperature. The Dolphins season was lost in that Week 18 game against the Bills. I think that's what it boils down to. Uh, I don't think this was a great game for Mike McDaniel. I don't think it was obviously a great game for Tua. And I think if you're a Dolphins fan, you have mixed feelings about the season because yes, you made another playoff appearance, but I think you have a sour taste in your mouth because the division was on lock. The Dolphins had a chance at the number one seed. And I do think things would have looked different if they had, you know, a number one seed or even a number two seed in the playoffs. Cause I think they're a different team at home as opposed to on the road. So this was a big win for the Kansas city chiefs though, you know, keeping their season alive after a lot of people thought that they were sort of 
bound to uh, um, lose in the first round. And uh, the Chiefs advance here. After 11-6 and six regular season, it was a modest regular season at best. Their offense was clearly uh, not the same. But defensively, like you mentioned before, I thought they were a better team, and I think that's what showed. So back to the drawing board for the Dolphins, and the Chiefs advance to the divisional round yet again. Yep, uh, basic clockwork for the Chiefs. Oh, my God. You Is Tua going to be a free agent, or does he have one more? No, Tua has one more year at the end of his deal. Um, do you think they should pay him now, or do you think they should wait? No, they should wait, and that's not even making a dig on Matt. But they will pay him, I think. I think they should wait. I don't think they're going to wait. I think they're going to pay him this offseason. Yeah. So um, I know a lot of people were making the comparison that we saw Sean McVay go get Matt Stafford and get rid of Jared Goff. Could we eventually see the Dolphins do that with Tua and you upgrade some? You upgrade from Tua to somebody else. Uh, I don't necessarily see that in the immediate future. I do think the Dolphins want to see if they can continue to elevate Tua. I think they're going to address the offensive line this season. I think they're going to see if they can get healthy on defense this year because we saw a multitude of different injuries on both the defense and the offensive line. But one thing that's working against them is Tyreek Hill's age. You know, he's not getting any younger, and he's not somebody that's uh, getting better. He did you know that I mean? showed up, though. Oh, he did, for real. Yeah, he absolutely. But I do think he got manhandled a little bit by Snead. Um, so I guess we'll see. You know, Tyreek Hill's going to be 30 years old uh, this upcoming March, so... I'm not saying he's done by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I do think like Father Time, you know, is working against him in that respect. All right, Peter, let's move on to the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. This was a game that everybody and their mother picked the Dallas Cowboys to win. And just as the Dallas Cowboys have done the last 30 years, they find a way to lose playoff games. The Packers went into AT&T Stadium and they absolutely kicked the Cowboys butt, winning 48 to 32. Jordan Love was awesome in this game. 16 to 21, 272 yards and three touchdowns. Aaron Jones, phenomenal as well. 21 carries, 118 rushing yards for three touchdowns. Romeo Dobbs, six catches, 151 yards and a touchdown. Dak Prescott, he was 41 of 60 for 403 yards, three touchdowns and two picks. CeeDee Lamb had nine receptions for 110 yards. I know the score, the 16-point deficit looks closer than the game actually was. The Packers dominated this game from start to finish. Peter... What do you make about, before we get to the Cowboys, what do you make of the Green Bay Packers? Jordan Love started the season really slow. I think he was 2-5 and five the first seven games. But he turned, the, he turned the season around. He finished the second half of the season with 18 touchdowns and one pick. Uh, I think it's clear to this point that him and Matt LaFleur have an excellent repertoire. Uh, how do you feel about the Packers going forward here? Yeah, good on the Packers. Jordan Love uh, maybe is the answer of the franchise quarterback. Obviously, he showed it versus the Cowboys. I picked the... Uh... Packers plus seven and a half. I didn't think it was going to be that close, but uh, I thought the Packers were, or those Cowboys were ultimately going to win. But yeah, I mean the Packers. They didn't even do anything with Jordan Reed. Uh, Aaron Jones got rejuvenated. He was hurt for like probably half of the year, three quarters of the year, and then he decided to show up versus the Cowboys. Thanks, but their uh, defense was showing out. They even picked off Dak twice. Obviously, you said the score is not indicative of the game at all. Because that game was over before, or probably at halftime. And yeah, I mean, Dak, oh, wait, you want to go on the Packers? So. Yeah, Packers, so good. Before we get on the Cowboys here, uh, on the Packers, I think it's clear Jordan Love has developed at a rapid pace here. And I think that's excellent for the Packers. Matt LaFleur, I think, called a fantastic game. And they were healthy, you know, they had Christian Watson return. He missed a good chunk of the season. Aaron Jones, like you mentioned as well. Jair Alexander, he played a fantastic game defensively. 
in this Packers team, I think going forward, uh, looks like they're going to be a real threat in the NFC. And I think they're going to be right back in the conversation for the division next season. So I think the arrow is clearly uh, pointing upwards for the Packers. And as crazy as it sounds, they could have hit on three quarterbacks here with Brett Favre, Rodgers, and Jordan Love. I don't want to get ahead of myself too, too much because it is early. But Jordan Love, he looked awesome in this game. And I think Matt LaFleur is a perfect play caller for him. I think things went really well for him. And I, I think ultimately... They're going to be rating this thing next week. So we'll see how it shakes out. But all right, Peter, let's move on to the Cowboys. The Cowboys, you know, they came in, like you said, seven and a half point favorites, winning the NFC East, dominated the regular season, 12 and five, eight, you know, at home. You know, I don't believe they trailed at home all season and they were trailing from the get go. Uh, I believe they were down 27 to seven at halftime. I think it was 27, nothing at one point. And this was a game that the Cowboys, you know, they needed to win. They absolutely needed to win. They've had too good of a regular season to blow this game, and that's exactly what happened. Dak Prescott was bad. Uh, defensively, they were worse. I think I didn't understand what Dan Quinn's idea was. I don't know. It, it was just preemptive defense. Like they were. It, yeah, they were playing a lot of zone. Uh, they've been a predominantly a man team all year, but for some reason against Jordan Love, who I know we were just you know talking very highly about, but this isn't Patrick Mahomes. This isn't. You know what I mean? Like, the Packers do not have these all-world receivers. Like, Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill aren't the receivers here. We're worrying about Romeo Dobbs, Musgrave, and Christian Watson. You know, they're nothing to write home about. But the Cowboys acted as if they were, I don't even know. I, I really don't. They acted like they were playing all pro receivers, and this just wasn't the case. Uh, and they got dotted up. They couldn't stop the run to save their life. The Green Bay Packers won the line of scrimmage. And if I had to rank, like, the three losers of this game, I'd probably go Dan Quinn one. I'd probably go Prescott two, and I'd go McCarthy three. Uh, you could mix up it however order you want. Um, ultimately, it's on Mike McCarthy as as the head coach of the team. So this brings me to my next point: Does Mike McCarthy return to be the Cowboys' coach next year? I think yes, but rightfully no. Actually, I don't know because Jerry Jones is really mad at his presser. So yes. actually, no, I'm gonna go with no. But yeah, I'm gonna go with no. And your list, I'm going to go Dak 1, Mike McCarthy 2, Dan Quinn 3, because one game, obviously that was the worst coaching job probably since Atlanta from Dan Quinn ever. Or or was he? Or Atlanta or whatever. No, you're right, yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's obviously going to get a job, I think. I mean, one terrible coaching job, obviously he choked that away forever. But uh, it's not all his fault. Dak couldn't get on the same page as C.D. Glam. And that whole Cowboys offense sold out forever. So, I mean, all right, next year you have to remind me, like, when the Cowboys are, like, 12 and 5, 11 and 11 or 5 or whatever it is now, and just not to bet on ever. Yeah, I always get sucked in every single time. I did, too, and I was very upset with myself. I thought this year was different. I really did. I thought the NFC was sort of I did open too. for the it's takings for them. Week. And they absolutely just blew that opportunity. I think that's the frustrating part for Jerry Jones. Uh, I'd move on from Mike McCarthy. I think they will move on from Mike McCarthy. It's clear that in back-to-back years now, they've underachieved. They have all-world talent on both sides of the ball. You could argue they have the best defensive player in the NFL. You could argue that they have a top top three receiver in the NFL. Dak Prescott's a top 10 cornerback in the league. You know, like defensively, it's not even they have Demarcus Lawrence, you know, Stephon Gilmore. Like they have a lot of these you know, a top ten offensive line in the league. Oh, for sure. They they had the top number one offense in the league and a top ten defense this league. I mean this season. So it's just a complete 
utter disaster for the Cowboys. I would move on from Mike McCarthy and I'd go get Bill Belichick. I think it's that plain and simple. I think if you put Belichick on that team, they win a Super Bowl. I really think it's that clear. Uh, I think Mike McCarthy is that bad of a coach. Peter, I've been telling you since we started this podcast two years ago that Mike McCarthy would... When uh, the special teams... Oh my God, I've been telling you that... Yeah, yeah, the special teams, they lead the league in penalties year in, year out. They're just a stupid team. Like, this is something that's a constant thing. This isn't an outlier. This is just Mike McCarthy. And it was a miracle that he won a Super Bowl in Green Bay 12, 13 years ago. But the game has clearly... I don't want to say passed him by, but he's just not a good enough coach to get the most out of teams. He, well, when he gets not... fired, I think he's going to get hired, though. Really? I don't think so. I think this is, um, well, I should say this this offseason. I don't think he's going to. Um, I guess you could make an argument. Like, for example, if you're the Chargers, why would you want to put him there? Like, what are you going to? Yeah. I know. I understand. Like, look, the offense as a whole, like Mike McCarthy's argument is going to say, look, this game was an outlier. I had the best offense in the NFL. See what happens when Kellen Moore left. But when it mattered most, they turtled, they shelled, and McCarthy, his game plan offensively and was awful. And Dan Quinn's game plan defensively was horrendous. It looked like he was already ready to accept that Seattle Seahawks head coaching job. And just a mess for the Cowboys. I'd bring in Bill Belichick. I would that's what I would do. If you can't get Belichick, I'd still move on from McCarthy. I would see if I could steal oh, yeah, get like Ben Johnson, get anybody. Yeah, see if I could get Jim Harbaugh. I think that could be a name. Um, if, I think he's one of the Chargers. Though. I think he is too. But if you offer more money, I mean, hey, who ne- who knows? Um, yeah, Ben Johnson's another hot name that you mentioned. So, like, look, there will be options here. There will be options, and if you're Bill Belichick, I think that's the number one landing spot for you now. I do. Well, maybe the Eagles. We'll get there after. Who would you? Okay, before we get into that, up uh, right off the top, who would you rather have? Uh, if you're Belichick, would you rather be the coach of the Eagles or the Cowboys? The Eagles, because you don't have Jerry Jones. Uh, I, dis- I disagree. I go with the Cowboys. I think defensively, that team is old. They're not good. And I, I'm worried now about Jalen Hurts. His health, his head. Yeah, but like, he doesn't do well with anybody, though. Yeah, I don't you know, want I Jerry Jones the Cow- making personnel decisions on radio, and then Bill's like, yeah, okay. Because that team is so loaded, man. I think that I just, I don't know. That's just how I feel. Um. All right, Peter. So let's move on to the Sunday night game, which was the best of the week by far. Uh, we had a duel between Jared Goff's Lions and Matt Stafford's Rams. Um, and the Lions ended up edging out the Rams 24 to 23. Jared Goff in this game, 22 of 27, 277 yards and one touchdown. Uh, I'm on St. Amron Ross St. Brown, St. Brown, seven receptions, 110 yards. Matt Stafford, for the other side of things, he was 25 of 36, 367 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Puka Nakua, nine receptions, 181 yards, and one touchdown. You could argue that Stafford was hurt five times in this game, and he battled back. He was a gamer in this one, but it it was all for nothing as the Lions get their first win, first playoff win in whatever it is, 40 years. Uh, Huge win for Detroit, keeping their season alive, but it was a fantastic game. Yeah, shout out to Noah. I mean, like, Detroit balled out in this game. Their noise was electric. They booed uh, Matthew Stafford right out of the building. Matthew Stafford was a man at the post-game press conference. He's like, I'm happy for the players. He didn't say fans. Uh, rightfully so. I mean, they did everything right. Sam Brown, uh, the catch right at the end. I mean, Jared Goff played out of his mind. I thought McVay in the first half was going to play way more not soft than that. I, th- I think that he was just, like, playing soft, I guess, or zone. 
So, I mean, there you go. And the Rams, they 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 uh, battled back. I think didn't think after the first half it was going to be that close, but they battled back. It was just one point. St. Brown did it, did it all. And uh, yeah, I mean, good for Detroit. And here you go, Matt. The uh, actually, oh, I gave it away. Jason, what's the uh, NFL franchise to uh, not have a playoff one? The Dolphins are the longest. Um, oh yeah, suck on that. Team Matt. To, to not win a playoff game. Which is pretty crazy to think about because the Dolphins, you know, they've been pretty good the last couple of years, and there's been some really bad teams in the NFL. See, when Hannah asked me that, he she asked me that like two hours ago. I said the Jets, and then she was like, "No." Yeah, that was my guess as well. My guess was the Jets. Then I was thinking maybe the Browns, but I forgot Mayfield got a win a couple of years ago. Yeah, but yeah, that's just that's just where it is. Tough right on now. that, Matt. Tough, tougher, Matt. Poor Matt. Um, this was a fantastic game, Peter. I thought Stafford outplayed Goff, but. I just think overall, I, I just think Ben Johnson did a phenomenal job in that game-clinching drive in the fourth quarter. I thought he was awesome, you know, putting the ball in the air there. Having faith in golf was huge. And I think the Lions were able to run the football. I think that was a big difference. They ran the ball. For, I know it, they only ran for 79 yards, but it felt like more. Uh, they had two touchdowns on the ground. And it just felt like defensively when they were able to get it, when they needed a stop, they were able to get one. Uh, and the Rams came to play. Don't, don't kid yourself. This was a team that a lot of people did not believe would make the playoffs. I, I did, but a lot of people did not. Uh, a lot of people kind of picked them for a rebuild, and that that's, did not come to fruition because, you know, they had a great draft. You, you know, they hit on Nakua. Stafford, I know he got healthy. He played extremely well. Kyron Williams was a find. So the Rams were just able to play extremely good football down the stretch to make the playoffs, and I don't think the Rams are going away anytime soon. Yeah, no, this is like the Packers. supposed to be their rebuild here and good for them. I mean, they'll be uh, right in it next year. They'll have to make a decision on, I don't know, uh, Cooper Cup. Maybe Aaron Donald's going to retire. But yeah, I think Donald's ultimately going. everybody's going to come back. And Matthew Stafford is uh, quote unquote healthy. So that's good to see. For sure. And he already announced that he will be back next year after there was some doubt about that maybe he would hang it up. Um, all right, let's move on, Peter, to the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bills. Uh, beat the Steelers 31-17 to advance to the divisional round to the playoffs. Josh Allen was awesome in this one. 21 of 30, 203 yards and three touchdowns. He also had 74 yards on the ground, including a rushing touchdown. Uh, the Steelers, Mason Rudolph started this game after he's been announced the starter for the last couple weeks. 22 of 39, 229 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. You know, the Steelers kind of hung around in this game. They were able to trim down the lead to single digits, but they were not able to really... Um, assert themselves in this game and take the lead, and uh, they end up going home early here. Uh, a lot of people have talked about Mike Tomlin's job security. He has one more season remaining on his contract. He did mention to his players and I guess the media that he will return next season. Uh, so we'll start off with the Steelers. Peter, do you think Mike Tomlin is on the hot seat entering next year? No, because nobody thought that he was going to be in it. Obviously, they went nine and seven. Another winning year. If you, if you hire Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy, if you hire uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, you'll get a winning season. So there you go. Shout out to Spider-Man. I felt for yeah. this game. I really did. I really did. But, uh, I, yeah. No, God. I think Tomlin did a phenomenal job down the stretch. But I, I do think you could see him uh, sort of on the hot seat from uh, – Well, they I need think... a quarterback, right? I mean, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, maybe they, they, yeah. it looks like they, they pulled the plug on Kenny Pickett, but – you just look at, I guess, how this roster was sort of shaped. Um, you know, I think you could argue that they've maybe underachieved the last couple of years. Not this year, but how many wins do you think Tomlin has in his last 14 playoff games? Take a guess. 
right, since you're answering that question, probably like two, three. He's three. He's three and 11 in his last 14 playoff appearances. I understand he gets the playoffs, but, you know, I think the Steelers demand excellence, and I could see them at the end of next season saying, like, hey, we don't think you suck. They're, right. all, they're like, direction. They're like falling for his job like six, seven weeks ago. Yeah, like I, I think it could be similar to Belichick and the Patriots, where they're just like, we just want a fresh start. Like we don't think you suck, but like we just, we we just want a fresh start. We want to look at something new and different. I could see the Steelers ultimately doing that at the end of next year if they underachieve, and they have a lot of question marks going into the season. Like you said, are they going to go back into the draft? Are they going to try to work with Kenny Pickett? Are they going to go the veteran route and bring in a guy like Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson, or I don't know, maybe they look to bring in a guy like. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Do they Justin Fields? They're like, you know what I mean? Is that the route they want to go? Or do they want to try to build up Kenny Pickett? They, of course, fired Matt Canada earlier this year. It did seem to work. The offense did get better. But the Steelers, I do think, I think that they, they want better results. Yeah, I mean, they're a sleeper, a sleeper, Trey Lance. A sleeper for a while, Peter. Well, that's a weird no, name. Stu- he's stuck in Dallas. Stuck I, third overall. I think Russell Wilson's a good fit there. That would be my overall prediction that Wilson ends up there, but we shall see. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills who advanced to the divisional round. This is the definition of a team that's hot, right? They were six and six at one point. You know, they've rattled off now what um, six wins in a row or whatever it is, um, and they've been dominant. And it's a team that I think a lot of people should be afraid of because I, I think you could argue they're the best team in the AFC right now. I don't yeah, know how next- you feel. Yeah, this week is going to be a must-see. Obviously, Chiefs-Bills, but like they're on fire. Bills can't do anything wrong. Defense yeah. is shut down. Obviously, and they're banged just... up. Yeah, they are banged up. They're banged up throughout the whole year. But good on the Bills, honestly. Yeah, they are hot, and their team, they're forced to be reckoned with. Getting that home field advantage is so critical for them. Because if they didn't, they would have been rematching Miami and Miami. And we don't know how that would have went, you know? All right, Peter, let's get to the last game. Of the Super Wild Card slate, TJ's Baker Mayfield-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers destroyed the Eagles, thirty-two to nine in Tampa Bay. Baker was twenty-two of thirty-six for three hundred thirty-seven yards and three touchdowns. Kate Auten was the leading receiver for the Bucks, eight receptions, eighty-nine yards. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles—they lose six of their final seven games uh, to go home early. Jalen Hurts was twenty-five of thirty-five, two hundred fifty yards and a touchdown. So, Peter, what do you make of the Eagles going home early? Is Nick Sirianni on the hot seat? Uh, he shouldn't be, but he ultimately is because uh, Jalen Hurts didn't play anything good. Their run game was terrible. Obviously, A.J. Brown sold that team when he was out. I should have hammered more on the Bucks, But, like, I mean, their defense sold out. Dar- uh, Darius Slay went out. Their whole team like one and seven in the last seven or eight games or something stupid. Made Jason Kelsey retire. Prayers out for Jason Kelsey. Feel bad for that man. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Eagles are in a whole world of trouble next year. Got a lot of question marks. Yeah, that this this team has a real lot of question marks going forward. They're all defensively, you know, Fletcher Cox, uh, chief among them is a free agent. They're going to lose their center in Jason Kelsey. We don't know how A.J. Brown is feeling. You know, there's rumors that he potentially is unhappy. He took, I guess, all Eagle stuff out of his, like, Instagram, if you want to read into that. You know, defensively... Well, he said he was going to retire. Oh, wait, did you not say Jason? No, uh, A.J. Brown. Yeah, I mean, he sold that team. He shouldn't get rid of He's obviously not in uh, the right headspace. Jalen Hurts, 
he regressed this year after being an MVP favorite, like after week three or four, I think. So ultimately, Peter, I think Sirianni should be on the hot seat. I know he's made the playoffs three consecutive years. He went to a Super Bowl last year, but the Eagles are in the similar spot as the Cowboys. You know, they're in win now mode. And I don't know if it's Sirianni is getting it done. Jeffrey Laurie and Howie Roseman, I think they're going to think long and hard about this one. Ultimately, though, gun to my head, I am going to say Sirianni returns next season with a new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. I think they're going to revamp the staff. Um, and I think Jalen Hurts. Is that Jalen Hurts, right? It feels like there's some disconnect there. And I think you're going to see Hurts be on his third offensive coordinator in three years, which is not ideal for a young quarterback, but. Uh, Justin Herbert. Yeah, same thing. Uh, I just think it's sort of uh, what's going to ultimately end up happening here because I, I think it's just not working out, and the Eagles are too good of a team to kind of stay the status quo. And uh, while I, if, if they could get Belichick, I think I think they'll put some feelers out if they're going to be able to have a shot at Belichick. But if you don't, then uh, I think they're going to ultimately run it back because even if if you can't get Belichick, who are you who are you trying to get in the market here? You going to bring in Mike? Yeah, McCarthy? honestly, yeah. Like it's not like Mike Tomlin is available. Yeah, I think that would be a great fit, but it doesn't feel like Tomlin's available. I'm horrible, but I don't think Tomlin would be great in Philadelphia. You know, I think that would be a fantastic fit. But uh, we'll see if Sirianni uh, ends up lasting the week here. I'm going to say yes, but I don't think. Oh it's yeah, gonna... they're not going to fire him until they know they can get somebody else. Exactly. Like if yeah, exactly. If they fire him, they have something in their back pocket. They're not firing him, and they're going to go interview 15 random candidates like they know what they know what they're going to get themselves into but i i just can't see uh other than belichick i don't feel like there's a logical replacement yeah. for them um jim harbaugh but he won't go there either. yeah harbaugh but it, it feels like he's not going to go there uh again the only name i'm going to say is mike tomlin and he looks like he's staying in pittsburgh that's the only name i could really ultimately give you here but the eagles it's a complete monumental fail after making the Super Bowl, after that hot start, losing six of their last seven, what a complete joke job. Losing to Tampa Giants, Bay. Cardinals, Giants. Oh, my God. Exactly. Losing to Baker Mayfield, who I know he played extremely well in this playoff game, but the oh, reality he's is... Paid. He's getting paid next year. The, re- the reality is, yeah, Mayfield was got benched in Carolina, brought in for the Rams when the Rams were on like their fourth string quarterback. You know, he was a complete mess. His career was pretty much down the toilet. This was his last opportunity here. The Bucks probably bought him in with the idea of being a bridge for all purposes. And uh, he's going to get paid. I think he's going to get the Geno Smith contract or something like that. So they're going to commit, in my opinion, two or three years to him. And shout out to Baker Mayfield. They're on so the Bucks. Everybody on the Bucks did everything other than Mike Evans. Who would I, oh, te- yeah. I score any time touchdown? Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans. There you go. Uh, that's fine. I, I had Jalen Hurts. So don't feel bad. Um, Mike Evans in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense did put up 32 points, though, Peter. Uh, how do you feel about this Buccaneers team? They went 9-8 and eight on the season. Winning that division, you know, they had low expectations. I think their win total was 5.5 or 4.5. It was something low. Todd Bowles looked like he was going to get canned, and the Bucs pulled it together. You know, they beat out New Orleans. They beat out Atlanta. They still have some talent from those Super Bowl team, and... I do think they are a team that is sneaky. Yeah, they are sneaky. Obviously, they could score with anybody. I mean, Godwin is amazing. Mike Evans speaks for himself. I love Mike Evans in college. Thank you. But, uh, I mean, their defense, like, I think they're way older. Are they older than I think they are? They are like, older. This they... is so, like, like, when they brought Brady and they had, like, a 
three, four-year window. And this is like year four of that window with some of their older defensive players. And uh, their cornerbacks were amazing. I don't know yeah. if that's just on the Eagles and just nobody was so, there other than Devontae Smith. But so Antoine Winfield Jr. is a young player. You know, he's a rookie. He was an all pro this year. So like right. he's legit. But they have some older guys, you know, Levante David, Carlton Davis has been around for a while. Uh, Vita Vey has been around for a while. Devin White's been, you know, around for a decent amount of time. But, uh, well, no, no, I'm sorry. Devin White was drafted a couple years ago. But um, Levante David's not a young guy. Uh, you know, he's been, I think he's 33 now. Um, Carlton Davis is another one I just mentioned. Davis is how old? Let me look. Davis is going to be 28. So, like, I guess they're they're sort of in the back nine um, uh, in terms of that defensive uh, personnel guys. Offensively, it felt like they were in sort of trying to get by. You know, Rashid White is somebody that, uh, Rashad White is somebody that they had a lot of um, hope in. You know, they drafted him in the third round last year, or the year before, and he finally has popped here after they elected to move on from Leonard Fournette. But this is all in Baker Mayfield. You know, shout out to him. He's going to get a, a nice pay bump, it looks like. And if he can somehow get himself in the NFC title game, all bets are off, you know. Sure. They're on the box, honestly. They can, never know. They can make a run, though. You never know. All right, Peter. So let's move on. Let's start picking these divisional games. Um, look, I think this is going to be an exciting week of football because it can't get much worse than last year, the last week. I think that is true. Uh, so, Peter, let's get into this. Let's start off with. So now we're down to four games of the NFL slate. We have two games on Saturday, two games Please. on Sunday. Uh, on paper, they're amazing, but like hopefully they're better. Than... Yes, I think they will be. Let's start off with the Saturday afternoon game. The Houston Texans are traveling to Baltimore to take on the number one seed, Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are nine-point favorites in this one. Peter, who do you like? So I have the uh, Texas, ultimately, Texas plus nine. That might be an overreaction of what we saw versus the uh, Browns. But I don't know. I mean, like, obviously the Ravens are well-rested. They're getting, I think, Mark Andrews back. But, like, CJ Stroud just showed me something. So. This feels like a lot of points. Uh, I agree with you, Peter. I am going to ultimately... Uh, it does, but like I feel like we're going to watch the Ravens and score like two touchdowns in a row. It's going to be 14-0. One thing to keep in mind, though, uh, you never know in terms of how number one seeds are going to react after having that bye week. Are they going to act slow? Um, but I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take... I'm taking the Texans here, minus nine. I like the Ravens to win the game outright. But I, I do think the Texans make this close. I'm going to go with a score of Ravens 30, Texans 24. So the Ravens win, but the Texans cover. Uh, I think we're going to see another good performance from C.J. Stroud. I think he's going to be a, he's in a ball in this game. He's going to throw for over 300 yards. And I know the Ravens defense has been awesome this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up going into halftime trailing. Don't be surprised if the Texans come off with a hard start. Um, but ultimately, I think the Ravens, are just too good. And I just think you could argue they're the best team in the AFC. I like them here to win, but the Texans to cover. Plus Sam, nine. Sam, Sam, Sam. All right, Peter, let's move on to the Saturday night game. Another matchup between the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. It feels like we get this matchup year in, year out. Uh, the Packers, of course, coming off that fantastic win against the Dallas Cowboys, the seven-seed Packers, against the one-seed San Francisco 49ers, who are healthier after the bye. Uh, they were able to rest Christian McCaffrey in the week 18, uh, you know, Brock Purdy got healthy as well. So, Peter, how do we feel about this game? The 49ers are nine and a half point favorites. Who do we like? 
So I like the Niners minus nine and a half. This won't be an overreaction of the Packers. Uh, the Cowboys absolutely sold out. And I think the uh, 49ers defense on paper and uh, Kyle Shannon and everything. Kyle Shannon is better than Mike McCarthy, but like better defense, better everything. You got uh, more weapons. Well, yeah, they got more weapons than the Cowboys do. And ultimately, obviously you didn't see him last week, but they can score points in a hurry. Obviously, it's going to be all dependent on Brock Purdy if he wants to throw interceptions or not. I think they can get it done, minus nine and a half. Uh, I agree with you, Peter. I'm going to take the Niners, minus nine and a half. They're rested off a bye. They're clearly the best team in the NFC, in my opinion. I think the Niners win this 34 to 20. I think they cover. I think they win by two touchdowns. Uh, and I think what Jordan Love did last week was special. But winning, you know, in San Francisco, that's going to be a hostile environment. I know they've done it before, but it feels like San Francisco has had their number of times. Uh, and I, I think ultimately Kyle Shanahan is going to get the best of Matt LaFleur here. And uh, I think we're going to see an explosive game from those 49ers pass catchers, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. I like the 49ers to win by two touchdowns. All right, Peter, let's move on to the two games on Sunday, which... Oh, wait, so the uh, parlay this week is... Over-over. Uh, it's Oh, it's the over-over. It's not the Texans and... Oh, we could do that it. as well, but I feel also pretty strongly about the two over-overs. I do too. So. All right. Um, let's move on to the two games on Sunday. I think Sunday will be more exciting than Saturday. Um, so, Baker Mayfield's Bucks are heading to Detroit to take on the Lions. The Lions looking to punch their ticket to the NFC title game. The Lions are six and a half point favorites in this one, Peter. Who do you like here? I love the Lions minus six and a half. They get another uh, home game because of the sorry Cowboys. They're uh, obviously their crowd's going to be electric. I think Baker's going to have to come down to earth. Uh, the Lions defense, other than the pass defense, which might be troublesome, but their uh, defensive line is way better than the Eagles. And obviously, you have more playmakers all around the field than the Eagles did last week. I think Baker Mayfield's time is going to be. Uh, off, but it's going to be closer than people think. Don't be surprised when you lose the minus six and a half. That's why I'm taking the Bucks in the spread, Peter. Uh, I like the Lions to win. Well, that's outright. my premium pick of the week. Sorry. Ooh, okay, you're good. Uh, similar to how I feel about the Ravens and the Texans, I think this game is going to be closer than people think. I was shocked when this number was at six and a half. I thought for sure it would be around four, four and a half. I'm going to take the Lions to win the game, but I like the Bucks to cover. I think the Lions win 20 to 17. Uh, I think we're going to see a more defensive game than we saw this past week. I think the Bucks defense is pretty legit. I think they're going to give Jared Goff some trouble. But ultimately, I feel like the Lions are a better team. You know, they're at home. It's going to be a crazy environment there. Detroit edges out Baker Mayfield 20-17, to punches their ticket to the NFC title game. But uh, I do think the, the Bucks do cover. Which also this means I like the under for this game as well. So real two second question: Are the Lions a team of destiny? Shout out to Noah, but like they seem like it, right? Uh, it feels like the schedule has given. Um, I feel like they're happy they're playing Tampa Bay as opposed to Philly. I think I was talking to Noah, and he's actually happy that it's Tampa, not Philly. But I, I don't think you can count out Tampa Bay. I, I think they're battle tested. You know, a lot of those guys have won big games on the road, been to the Super Bowl. You know. You forget in that Brady Super Bowl, right? I know it was Brady and not Baker Mayfield, but they won in Lambeau in the NFC title game. That's not an easy place to play. They're not going to be rattled by going to Detroit. They're just not going to be. But I just think Detroit has more talent offensively, and that's how it's going to get the job done. 20-17 to 17 Detroit, but Tampa covers. And I lean on oh, them. I hate them. 
All right, Peter, let's get to the big one on Sunday Sunday night. Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, another AFC divisional matchup between these two heavyweights here. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are favored by two and a half points in this game. Don't forget the game is being played in Buffalo. Uh, who do we like, Peter? This is Pat Mahomes' first game, uh, first playoff game on the road in his career. Just because the Chiefs are underdogs, I'll pick the Chiefs plus two and a half. I think you ultimately have to do that because it's Patrick Mahomes. And maybe I'll just pick the uh, money line too, just to dabble in that. But I mean, like they played, what's that, four times, five times now? Why can't they be in the AFC Championship game? But like it's Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen might come down to earth. Ooh, so this he's is gonna premium. throw one pick. He's like clean for like six, seven weeks now. You know, he's he's we're picking week eighteen the Miami game. He threw a couple picks, I think. But before that, you're right. Um, I'm gonna pick the Bills minus two and a half here. I'm very high on the Bills. I think they win this game and they cover. I like the Bills to win this game, twenty-seven to twenty. I think they win by a touchdown. Ultimately, Peter, I'm telling you, the Chiefs are gonna get a ball, get the ball with a chance to tie or win in this game, and they're they're. Again, mark my words. The Chiefs' pass catchers are going to be the reason why the Chiefs go home early. Mark my word. Well, you notice why uh, Tony didn't get targeted. Tony, mark my word, Peter. There's going to be a drop, a penalty, a wrong route. You watch. We are going to be second-guessing something with the Chiefs' receivers next week. Bills win. Bills advance to the AFC title game, presenting them with a prime opportunity to finally get to the Super Bowl. This is the Bills' time to get by the Chiefs. If it's not this year... I don't know if it's ever going to happen because this is the year to t- to beat the Chiefs if you're the Bills. The offense for the Kansas City isn't the same. I know defensively they're better, but the skill position players are a lot worse. Um, and you could argue that Travis Kelsey's age could be catching up to him finally. Um, I like the Bills here to win by a touchdown. I also lean over, lean close one here. Um, oh, I guess I'm, we'll have I'm, to see uh, about the weather. I'm hard over. You're hard over? Okay. Hard over. All right. Whatever like the, the number lightroom. is, it's going to be overtime, so it doesn't even matter. Josh Allen needs to uh, prove that he wanted to change that rule, I guess. And that's my premium pick of the week with the Bills minus two and a half. So we'll see how it shakes out, Peter. Uh, I did okay for my wild card picks. Like I said, I went four and two. No tickets to show for it, though. No tickets to show for it, Peter. I had a couple bad beats. For the the Rams-Lions, I had the Stafford. um, I'm sorry. I I had Rams money line, Stafford over pass yards, and Puka Nakua to get a touchdown. I got greedy and took the Rams money line as opposed to the spread. And then for the oh, Bills yes. for the Bills oh, no, Steelers, no. I had um I had the Bills money line, Josh Allen to score a touchdown, and Josh Allen over pass yards, and I got screwed for the Allen pass yards. So I got screwed on the uh, Dolphins out of principle. Of course. And then you did. yeah, I picked the uh, Lions and then then no, that was terrible. But uh Sunday was pretty good. I had the uh Bills and the uh, Bucks money line, so I feel pretty good about this. So, for me, my perspective anyway, for the AFC title game, I have Baltimore-Buffalo. NFC title game, San Fran Fran, Detroit. And then you have Baltimore-Kansas City. And then you have uh, San Fran-Detroit, as as do I. So, crazy thing, Peter, if you think about the NFC for a minute, either Brock Purdy, Jordan Love, Jared Goff, or Baker Mayfield will be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. Crazy. Yeah, it's true, honestly. Jordan Love, a lot of people wrote off after he was on the bench for three years. Baker Mayfield's on his, like, fifth stop as a former first overall pick. Um, Jared Goff, you know, cast away from L.A. 
and Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. And then you look at the AFC, and it's the complete opposite. You know, C.J. Stroud, second overall pick, Lamar Jackson, NFL MVP, going to be two-time MVP, Mahomes, best quarterback in the league, Josh Allen, freak, top three quarterback in the league. So it's it's the NFL can't lose on the AFC side, to be honest. They cannot. No, that I they they cannot. I mean, they can lose with Texans. The Texans would be a loss for them. Yeah, but that's a good story. Ah, no, they don't want that. They want Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City. That's what they want. And then from the NFC side, they want San Francisco. That's what they want. They get the bigger market, bigger fan base. I know Detroit's awesome and all that stuff, but up to them, they want anyone in the AFC facing the 49ers. So do I pick the Lions plus 375? NFC? I don't know, Peter. I'm not doing it. San Fran looks too good to me. They just do. I know they do. Yeah, we'll see, though. All right, Peter. Another fantastic episode in the books. Next week, wait have... two seconds on the Washington coach being the Alabama coach. I know you called oh, that. Last. Oh, yeah, sure. I did. I call that. Yeah, you did call that. Other you than the uh, Oregon coach, but that's yeah. I, I, I mentioned three options, right? Yeah. I said Dan Lanning. Um, I said Lane Kiffin, and then I said, of course, um, Washington's coach. So I, I like the hire. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but he, you know, Kalen DeBoer is somebody that. Has had a lot of success. You know, his record overall is 104, 104 wins, 12 losses. Uh, you know, he's coached for Washington for three years, did a phenomenal job there. Uh, he coached at Fresno State, did awesome there. You know, he just comes from a long history of uh, winning football. As simple as that. This was a good hire, Peter. Uh, I, I'm very, very pleased by the hire as an Alabama stand. Um I think Dan Lanning would have been a home run hire, but I think this is a very solid hire with a very high floor. But the only That's reason why I brought that up is is the Washington quarterback. He's gone. Yeah, he's going to the draft. Is going, going to Alabama? No, he's going to the draft. Michael Penix. No, the other one. The other one. You mean Alabama's quarterback? Yeah. Jalen Monroe, the, the Alabama quarterback. Yeah, he yeah. looks like he's staying put. He hasn't not entered the portal. So we'll see. You know, it's a whole new coaching staff and all that sort of thing. So I did like how Alabama kind of went through the motions and, you know, got the guy they wanted. So shout out to them. Uh, I like it, Peter. I like it. Yeah. All right, Peter. We'll catch you next week. We'll see how we do on our picks, but over, 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 over. Screw you, Tua. You cost me so much money. Matt, you owe me $120. Uh, But uh, good AFC division round, hopefully. It can't even be as worse as wildcard games. But uh, stay hot.